Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm uh, speaking to you from Cabo Rojo, Puerto Rico. Um, planning on moving here. Don't know. I can't remember. This uh, podcast got really inconsistent because my life has been changing so much. I think I did talk about this, actually. I remember talking about all the change. <clears throat> but I'm here now. And I can see there's a lot of parts of the islands where I'm not sure that I would make the move, but the northwest corner of the island is so ridiculously beautiful that uh, I'm super excited about, about the move. And it's like just this huge shift in my life coming. I'm moving, I just retired, I'm 50, my kids are leaving, you know, they're college age, they're men and doing their own thing. And honestly, I feel like I need it. I feel like I need a physical move to get out of my mental, emotional ruts. And it's always a difficult thing to do. It's always a difficult thing to do. And I think the reason is because all of us are self-deceived and exceptionally ignorant. And by all of us, I mean you. <laughs> I mean me. Right? Literally all of us. I don't mean all of them. I mean all of us. We're all in this together. And this is what the search is all about. This is... To me, this is what life is all about. Is... You find out the new way to do the old thing. And in that, there's so much fun. You know, there's so much joy. Uh, to think about why and how we're thinking. Uh, I think they call that metacognition, right? So do you think about how you think about things? Do you recognize that you're blind in an area, that that thing that everyone says you suck at, or where you're kind of a jerk, that in that area, you kind of suck at it, and you're kind of a jerk. All of us have that. And when you deny it, it's a problem. When you face it and accept it, then you can start to sort of work on it a bit, and it becomes a joy. It becomes the way, it becomes the fulcrum on which your life balances. And, you know, in the last couple years, I have had so much fun learning about what 
an idiot I am. <laughs> you know? Like, oh my gosh, I had all these assumptions. I never thought about it that way. I never realized this was a totally legitimate perspective. I thought for sure you'd die if you lived that way. And then I traveled. And I met people who lived that way. Not only perfectly fine, but they seemed happier than I am. Even though they had less. Even though there was less certainty in their world. Even though they disagreed with me on the things that I used to think were so important. They were fine. Not only fine, but in many cases, they were doing well. They were thriving. Because it's very easy to measure culture. But it is very difficult to measure consciousness. It's very difficult to measure inner peace. It's very difficult to measure contentment with one's life. We have a president right now who has everything. He's literally one of the most powerful men in the world. Literally one of the richest men in the world, right? Like he's not as high up there as he tends to think, but certainly affluent, right? One of the most affluent people in the world. And at the same time, he seems to be lacking so much self-awareness. As a matter of fact, I was just getting annoyed by this fucking rooster behind me. But you know what? That rooster is our president. He just likes to shout. And this motherfucking rooster has been shouting since about four this morning. And it's just, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm sounding the call. You better watch out for this. I can protect you from that. Pay attention to what I'm saying. And I found that the people that, um, that want so badly to, for other people to pay attention to their perspective, don't pay attention at all to other people's perspectives. And, you know, one of the things that has really changed a lot of my understanding of the world, well, well, like I said, it's been the travel and it's been changing myself and recognizing the power of paradox. You know, I used to think that things were contradictory and I realize now that it's a paradox. You, you kind of have to have these two opposing things. Um, one will usually be stronger than the other, but that's only in that instance. <laughs> I, that guy just got too abstract. So, for example, with the Myers-Briggs stuff, personality research, all of us make decisions. We make decisions based on thoughts, logic, or feelings, gut feelings, uh, intention, you know, whatever. The spiritual feeling if that's kind of a way that you relate to the world. All of us have both of those, but we do them differently and we prioritize them differently. And usually when we're getting upset, what's happening is that the area that we're weak uh, is getting frustrated 
because somebody else has a really good argument in that area and we don't know how to address it because we're sort of weak there and we we want to say look you're using feelings and i'm talking about the logic here let's be logical and we think that one matters and the other one doesn't but the other person also thinks that one matters and the other doesn't and you can say that your favorite is the one that really matters but at the end of the day that's your fucking opinion it's just your fucking opinion the truth is that we all need each other the truth is that when we stop pouting like a freaking child about how the world has to conform and do it my way and I don't wanna and we're griping about our chores that the thing that will help us most is to do go do your goddamn chores Like, you know, like Jordan Peterson says in one of his videos, clean up your room. And uh, that's so creepily appropriate for me because for me, that was a big thing. Like, I was living most of my life. I was living most of my life convinced that I was this evangelical conservative dude because I, I grew up in this culture that was like that um it was the only place in my very limited exposure to the world that I found people who talked about the you know to use the old philosophical term the first cause right where did it all come from what made it happen well we're, the process is proper and then we can see that this happened that evolved into that yeah 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 But what made it happen? Right? Well, there was this big bang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But why? What made it bang? What made it collapse? What made the universe have the physical uh, mandate, I don't know what better word to use, to have gravity and then to collapse? Gravity doesn't make a lot of sense it doesn't make any more sense than anything else but it does cause things to be in motion it says that when things get closer together they start to move closer together isn't that a perfect fucking analogy for how this world should operate when you're closer to another person move towards them and this would be true of an enemy as well as a friend as well as a potential lover when you're closer to someone move towards them and and I think what I think what spirituality and religion has said well those are different when 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 we think about religion I think a lot of times we talk we're really talking about dogmatism and it's unfortunate that so many beautiful words have been hijacked because religion has the same Greek root as the word ligament, ligio, or ligio, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But that word means to connect to something. A ligament connects your muscles to your bone, 
And religion connects you to whatever, the bigger thing, the bigger question, the deeper truth. And I think that the point for all of us is that as we move closer to something, an enemy comes into your space, an idea comes into your space, a truth, a fact, a feeling, but something moves into your space, you're going to be drawn to it. It's going to affect you some. There's gravity. And I think what a lot of religion, well, what a lot of spirituality, religion in the truest sense, in the reconnect part, is that we should reconnect to those things. But instead, what we do is we go, you're doing it different, I don't like you, and we shove. And we try to get that thing to go farther away. We try to avoid it. We try to we try to discard the very thing that would give us more balance in our own lives if we were just to humble ourselves long enough to understand their fucking perspective a little bit. That, I think, is what this whole human experience game is about. Maybe Elon Musk is right. This world is a simulation. And I know it didn't originate with him, but he just had a good talk on it. Um, I, think, I think that we lost something when we split religion, science, and philosophy into three different branches. What happened was we lost... We gained a lot to to look at them in isolation, but we lost a lot of the recognition of the influence of, of one upon the other in that little dance. Maybe what we need to do is bring those things a little bit closer together too and recognize that there is no way to understand the universe without understanding gravity. And that's true in a physical sense as well as in a spiritual sense. There is no way to understand the universe without understanding gravity, without understanding, pardon me for this, the law of attraction. Things come together And when they do, sometimes those things don't have any influence on the interaction. When two planets come together due to gravitational force, when a black hole pulls, pulls a uh, planet or a star into itself, there, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of ability for either one of those objects to influence themselves. It seems like dead matter that just moves. The, the universe pulls it. But when, when I move close to my neighbor, when I move close to a friend who sees the world differently than me, and I 
truly and sincerely respect that they can see things that I can't. And granted, I can see things that they can't. But when I stop trying to convince them about what I can see and I start listening to what they can see, then I grow. When I try and convince them that I'm right, if I'm successful, if I'm unfortunate enough to be completely successful, then really I lost out. And I lost out because not only did I lose the opportunity to learn something, but most likely I surrounded myself with either weak people or I spent a lot of time with somebody who is either not smart enough to have an opinion that should challenge my own and I miss out on learning something or I just have low quality friends. I have a low quality friends that can't challenge me. I've created an echo chamber for myself. And I did that in the church. I did that in the church. For a long time, I avoided ideas that were outside of what I learned in church. What I learned in my home, in my conservative home that I grew up in. I avoided those things because I was told they were dangerous. But then I went and experienced them. <clears throat> Which is pretty much Campbell, right? Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey, Hero's Quest, whatever it's called. I faced the dragon. I left home, the safety of home. I faced the dragon, this thing that makes me uncomfortable. And I found out that I could overcome the dragon. Not only that, but I found out, personally, I found out that I didn't need to kill the dragon, which is sort of what I, I think I thought when I left on the journey. But I found out that I could befriend the dragon. And it turns out the dragons aren't so bad. The fear of the dragon is significantly worse than the dragon's bite. The little the thought in my mind just triggered about um you know the uh the, the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom that at first always challenges me but what if it means this what if it means the the mystery the fear of the mystery the fear of the big questions is the beginning of wisdom because it allows you to recognize i have this question i'm ignorant in this area and then what you can do is move out and engage it and participate in it and wrestle with it and eventually understand it and eventually transcend and include it. And then you grow and that other thing grows because in that struggle, hopefully you've given your opponent some good lessons as well. I'm really excited about this next podcast uh, thing. This has been a great experiment for me. Um, just to be honest with who I am, uh, I don't know if I'll keep this up. 
Because for, you know, for a long time, I was just so stuck. I was so afraid of offending people. But I'm offended. I'm offended by the people that say people that don't go to church are bad. That offends me. And fuck those people, right? Like, that's not... I just used to think that I could make everyone get along, but I can't. And it's not because I'm wrong. It's because some people are assholes. I'm an asshole. You're an asshole. We just got to figure out where we are at the asshole. And then let loose our grip on that certainty we have that we have the whole picture and listen learn from our opponents so that we can become stronger so that we can become wiser and in the end we'll all be much better off we'll be one team of lopsided misfits and maybe that's the most beautiful team perfectly balanced is also perfectly average and on my team I want a guy I want a brute who's just fucking humongous and stupid who won't you know as he's chopping the wood he's just whistling and having a blast and he's not thinking about this stupid existential crisis that I'm always thinking about he's just happy and at peace swinging an axe and cutting down wood for the tribe that dude's awesome I used to have disdain for that guy and now I have a bit of envy I used to see that person as my my enemy. That person used to be one of my dragons. A big, strong, stupid guy. But here I am. A little, weak, uh, flexible, wishy-washy, woo-woo guy. And he's probably thinking that I'm a freaking idiot. All of my shit that I talk about is not even real. It doesn't put food on the table. It doesn't uh, help us build a house. And he's just looking at me going, you freaking idiot. Why don't you just cut down a tree? And I'm going, you freaking idiot. What are you cutting a tree down for? When you don't even know why you want to live. When you don't know what life is all about. But maybe if we stopped saying you freaking idiot. And I, when he got done with work. I got him a nice beer and an awesome little dinner, his favorite thing, and uh, put on dude's favorite music, and we all just sit around and we just listen to him talk about the joy that he finds in his own life. (laughs) That's so beautiful to me. Can't we all do that? Can't we all do that? That's my desire. That's what Seek First to Understand is all about. 
it's very difficult to hate someone you really know. It's very difficult to hate somebody where you've heard their story. It's very easy to hate and discard and be frustrated by, or I should say or in, in all these situations. We don't hate everybody that we don't totally agree with, but we find we often find it a challenge. Well, what if we find it a gift? What if we just chose to make it a gift? Get out of your comfort zone. Because your comfort zone is a rut. A comfort zone is a lot like a hammock. It holds you very tightly. It conforms to you. It kind of gently rocks you. But it's a motherfucker to get in and out of. But with practice, it gets a lot easier. All right, it just shut off. That little flow that happens inside my brain, I can just tell when it turns on and I should hit record and start talking to you and then it just shuts off. And it's usually, I I wanna tell you, I wanna confess something. It's usually because I'm thinking about what I said I start processing it and I go, wow, that's pretty good. Oh man, that's insightful. Oh, this sounds good. And my fucking ego gets in the way. And I start thinking about me more than I think about the truth that I'm trying to understand. I think about how other people are seeing me or how it's being perceived or if it'll be understood. And it's something I got to worry about because I can get so esoteric that it doesn't make a lot of sense. I have to figure out how to package it properly. But uh, yeah, self-discovery. It's a motherfucker. Love your neighbor. Love everybody and tell the truth. That's what Ram Dass said. That's pretty good advice. Honestly, pretty much sums it all up. Oh, this freaking rooster. I used to be just like that motherfucker. Just look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me. All right, I'm rambling. Peace out, people. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. This was a fun one.